Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Yeah, she's back with us. She is our resident massage expert. But so deeper do we go in terms of the body and how it operates and what you should be doing to relieve pain. She's the owner of Integrative Massage and Body Therapy. And today we're talking about cranial sacral therapy with Evelyn Davis. Welcome back, Evelyn. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm well. I keep hearing this term come up. I loosely know what cranial sacral therapy is, but let's just get it out of the gate here. What what exactly is it? Okay, so cranial sacral therapy, as it's known also by CST, um, was developed by a gentleman named John Upledger many, many years ago. And it is a hands-on evaluation to enhance the, crani- enhance the cranial sacral system. It also, which that equates to the membranes and the cerebral spinal fluid that go from the base of the skull to the base of the, the spine at the tailbone. And it, that fluid is there, obviously, to protect your brain and your spine. And what Upledger discovered is that this, fluid, if you will, has its own rhythm as it's coming up and down the spine and the flow of that cerebral spinal fluid. And when that rhythm gets out of sync, then it can throw the body into a tailspin and cause a myriad of issues, Um, insomnia, depression, headaches, um, people who suffer from PSTD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, they will very often have that cerebral spinal fluid is off. So if you do cranial sacral therapy, which is a very gentle approach, in fact, the the pressure that you use is no greater than five grams or the weight of a nickel, um, you can help with that flow and increase that flow and get that rhythm back in sync. Mm. So when you're performing a session on somebody, I'm trying to get the visual, is it your essentially just working with the head and maybe the neck? Basically, yes. So and so the patient is usually laying on their back and my hands are at the base of their either the base of their head, right where the neck and the the skull come together, or I'm a little bit lower down on the neck region and very very gentle, very very light. Uh, we've also used this to help folks who have autism to help calm them down and get their body to um, so satiate itself, if you will. Because very very often with autistic cases, they're overstimulated. And with cranial sacral therapy, it's very quiet. It's very, very slow. Usually have the room dimly lit. So there's less sensory issues going on in the room. So it helps calm the, the system down. Mm. Um, the touch seems to be so light, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to envision that it's very targeted when you work with somebody. Yes, definitely. And as a practitioner, what I'm looking for when I'm placing my hands is I'm looking to feel basically a pulse. And when I feel that pulse, if I push hard on that pulse, I lose it and I get deep into the muscle, ligament, or tendon in that area. But if I stay light and gentle, I can feel the pulse because it, it's more 
superficial. Um, very often when you see people trying to take somebody's pulse in their neck, they push really hard into somebody's neck yeah. and they lose it. You have to stay very light, very gentle to feel your own pulse. I think that's, that's because so many people watch TV shows when they uh, somebody rolls up on somebody else and it's like, check for a pulse, check for a pulse. And it's like, you know, you're in there trying to find it, but that's really not the way you should be doing it. Right, right. And the harder I push, the less the less opportunity I have to actually feel the pulse. But if I start very light and very gentle, then I can usually feel the pulse right away. So if you want to try it on your own neck, just just to the left or to the right of your throat, if you just basically place your fingers up there and get still for a second, you can usually feel your own pulse. But you don't have to push really hard. So that'll give you an idea of the feel of the touch for cranial sacral therapy. Interesting. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it now. Wow. Ah. So the I, I always tell people, I basically act like a conduit, if you will, um, to connect one side of the body to the other so that I can get that flow to balance itself out. Because very often when somebody's uh, been through a chronic illness or a traumatic situation and they're coming in for cranial sacral therapy, that flow is out of balance left to right. So sometimes one side will feel more staccato and the other side will feel more fluid and my job is to get that to balance back out so i kind of reconnect one side to the other when you're working with a patient do you can you feel what's going on like right out of the gate as you're you're you know moving your hands around their head can you get a feeling for what uh challenges they might have oh absolutely yes so um, first and foremost, there's a technique they call palpation with massage that a lot of therapists use where they basically just place their hands around the muscles, ligaments, tendons in the head, neck, and shoulder or the rest of the body, and they're feeling around for spots that feel harder, if you will, tighter, um, if there's a, a, a balance issue there, like, for example, the bicep in one area feels really, really tight, but in the other area it feels really soft and loose. So that's what palpation is for, is to find out what the terrain of the body is like. And with cranial sacral therapy, the idea is when you place your hands, again, very light, very gentle, you're feeling for that pulse, number one, but number two, you're also looking to see, does the right side of the neck feel more tense than the left side of the neck? And if so, was there an injury? Was there a trauma this individual experienced? Are, are they suffering from a headache that day? So you can get sort of uh, an assessment of what the situation is, and then that helps guide you as to what area you need to focus on for cranial sacral therapy at that time. How does somebody know that they need craniosacral therapy? Well, um, it helps with a myriad of things. So um, post-traumatic stress is a, is a big one. But if people are having digestive issues, musculoskeletal issues, um, respiratory, if they're difficulty breathing, uh, cranial sacral therapy can help get the body back in rhythm and take the body out of fight or flight and calm that sympathetic nervous system down. Because this, this, the nervous system, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And the best way I've told people to remember it is if you think about the parasympathetic nervous system, it's sort of like the parent, the guardian, the overseer of the body and the nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is sort of like a toddler in the terrible twos. <laughs> and <laughs> it's out of control and it's wreaking havoc and it won't calm down and you can't 
satiated because the parents lost control. So to get that sympathetic nervous system out of that fight or flight syndrome, you have to engage the parasympathetic nervous system again, and cranial sacral therapy helps to do that, to help calm the nervous system down. So it can also help with digestion, depression, sleep disorders, wow. um, chronic fatigue. Um, women who are pregnant and they are not sleeping well because of the pregnancy, you can help calm the system down as well, and they can feel more rested because the system's back in balance. Would you say for many things that people are dealing with, they should just go for cranial sacral therapy Anyway, right. I'm talking about some of the some of the things that we just mentioned. Let's say if you have chronic neck and back pain, maybe you have migraines, you have headaches, um, you've got stress. Maybe stress leads to an ulcer, and you're dealing with all of that. Is it fair enough to say, hey, you know what? You might want to try this. Yes, it's it's a great jumping off point for people with massage because it's it's non invasive um, and clients come in fully clothed they lay down uh, on the table and we start to work so um, it's it's wonderful for anybody who's just trying out massage therapy to see if it's something that they want to continue with or not Um, because a lot of people have an aversion to touch or they're afraid somebody's going to push too hard Uh, so this is like I said very kind very mild very gentle and um, anytime you're being worked on by a practitioner, because everybody has a different sensitivity, you let the practitioner know if they if you feel like their pressure is too much for you as an individual. So again, with cranial sacral therapy, if I'm only applying the pressure of the re- the weight of a nickel, generally speaking, that is fine for the average individual. If somebody is seeking relief, would they be would they get cranial sacral therapy in addition to another session? Or, you know, would it be all straight out cranial sacral therapy or would they also be having other things done at the same time or in conjunction with that? Well, in my practice, I blend all of the modalities that I'm trained in for the individual that's laying on the table in front of me. So it depends on, for me, for the individual, but can can you do a session that's cranial sacral therapy along with Swedish or myofascial release or trigger point therapy? Absolutely, you can, you can blend those techniques. Uh, for the average individual when they're coming in for cranial sacral therapy, I just assess where they are, what's, the, what's, what's their experience, is it a headache, is it a post-traumatic stress situation, is it pregnancy, what is it that, that the client is needing on that particular day, and then we go from there. Yeah, I guess, you know, where I'm going with that is if uh, you can do a whole, you know, uh, say 45-minute session with just cranial sacral therapy. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Huh. Why do you think so many people don't know about it or it's not suggested more often? Because it sounds like it can be a game changer in making people feel much better. It absolutely can make people feel much better. It's, um, unfortunately, societally speaking, we are bombarded with information that says if you take this pill that you can feel better and then people stop there. They don't seek out things in addition to. 
And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Western medicine at all, because, you know, Western medicine has definitely helped us, societally speaking, in a lot of ways. But I always tell people, if you're going to find out about a restaurant, you're not just going to stop once you find, oh, here's a hamburger place. You're going to go, okay, well, what other foods are available to me? Could I go eat Italian food or Chinese food or whatever? So you seek out other options, other alternatives that might be um, delightful to your palate. It's the same thing with when you're talking about body work. If you're having a chronic issue or an acute issue or you're not sure what to do for your body, seek out other alternatives, do the research, find out what other options are out there available to you. Um, migraine headaches, very often people feel like all their only alternative is medication. And in some cases that may be, but myofascial release, cranial sacral therapy, both have been shown to help with migraine headaches, as well as changes in diet, staying hydrated, things like that. So I always encourage people, if you're facing a situation, don't just stop with one option. There's a multitude of options out there. But cranial sacral therapy isn't discussed as much um, because it's... uh, not as mainstream in the Western medicine field as it would be like in Chinese medicine. Interesting. Uh, it, it's I've heard the term before, but never knew truly what it meant. And I have to tell you, it's surprising, Evelyn, that more people don't know about it. So I guess that's why we're talking about it. Uh, right. <laughs> geez. Um How many sessions typically does somebody need? Everybody's got a different thing going on. I get that. But, you know, on, on average, uh, or is this something that, you know, you want to want to do on a fairly regular basis if you're dealing with something? Well, if you're dealing with a chronic situation, you, you, one session can definitely be of huge benefit. However, again, depending upon the individual, they may require 10 sessions, they may require 5 sessions. It depends on how their body responds and reacts. I also always tell people because uh, I get the question of how long is it going to take you to fix me? And my response is, how much are you willing to help me? Right. So if they're drinking plenty of water, if they're eating right for their body, I'm not talking about a diet per se, I mean, eat, eat right for your body for, for that season, whatever's going on with you. Because sometimes you may need a little more calcium in your diet or you may need a little more protein in your diet. And if you're doing those things in balance, that helps you hold the recuperative benefits of cranial sacral massage and any massage for that matter. But with the cranial sacral therapy, the body has to stay with that parent, the parasympathetic in control. The body has to stay in a calm state. And if we're eating on the run, eating junk food all the time, uh, we're not pacing ourselves in our daily life, we're overwhelming ourselves, all of those things can throw that cranial sacral fluid out of sync again. Can you give some, uh, like, I'll call it a case study where you Mm -hmm. you worked with somebody, they had a certain issue, and then you made them feel better? Oh, yes. So uh, I had a client who had suffered multiple concussions and chronic headaches, migraine headaches, um, inability to focus, and we did um, six sessions with cranial sacral therapy, and with each session, she started to. She said that it was like the fog was lifting off of her brain. Like she felt gr- uh, greater clarity of thought. 
she felt more um, present with with people. Her cognitive skills were increasing. Wow. Um, and diminished pain. Wow. Um, it's such a shame again that people aren't more aware of it. Um, what about after the session, like immediately following a session, what would you typically feel and what should you do? We've talked before you should hydrate. If it's a, let's say you're getting a massage, this is a little bit different. So what are your thoughts there? Oh, definitely hydrate after any type of body work, chiropractic massage, whatever it is, um, physical therapy, definitely hydrate yourself. Because when you're laying there, the body doesn't know the difference between me, I'm using air quotes, working out the muscles versus you doing a workout. Okay, interesting. Wow. All right. And yeah, if you were to, you know, work out, traditional workout, what would you do? You'd be probably walking around with a bottle of water. Absolutely. And then usually after cranial sacral therapy, I strongly encourage my clients you have that be like the last thing they do. Don't do cranial sacral therapy and then go back to a stressful job. Um, if you can make it your last appointment of the day, that's beneficial so that you can go home and rest. Um, and then try to just take deep breaths. We've talked about breathing before. Just very slow inhale, five-second inhale, five-second exhale. And try to keep the body calm and relaxed. And you want to do deep belly breathing as well. That just helps maintain the state that the body's in and helps keep that parasympathetic nervous system in charge. I've heard that it can help out with cancer treatment. Is that true? Absolutely. Hmm. Wow. So when when we say that, maybe relieving some of the uh, some of the after effects of, let's say, radiation or chemo, would it be helpful in that as well? Oh, most definitely. Wow. Most definitely. Because the body, when it's when it's fighting something like cancer, and you're going through these these treatments that are literally combating something in your body, the body is usually staying in a heightened state of of the fight. And so, with cranial sacral therapy, you give the body an opportunity to try to go into a rest mode, to where it can take time to recoup and reap the benefits of any of the treatments that you've been receiving. And also, we heal ourselves when we're resting. So the more restful state you can put the body in, the more opportunity you have to heal and heal quicker. I find it amazing, Evelyn, that you're just focusing on one area. Again, the head, the neck. And you can spend 45 minutes there. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've spent an hour and a half there before. <laughs> wow, wow. And it, how? Tell me. I'm trying to get a, a better grasp on that. Is it as you're working with somebody, you discover certain things as you're you're moving along in the uh, treatment? It's like, oh, yeah, in, in your mind, oh, got to take care of that. Oh, look what I just found here. Got to take care of that. Is that sort of how it works? Yeah. So I had a seven-year-old once. He asked me, he's like, how do you know where to poke somebody? <laughs> and I said, well, I listen to your body. It talks to me. And he went, "Ah!" and then he got really still and his eyes started moving around the room. I'm like, do you hear it? (laughs) Mm. Because he thought the body was cute. But when I say the body talks to me, as I'm releasing an area of the body, so, for example, if I, I ask you to make a fist, well, visually I can see that that's tight, right? That's pretty obvious. Right. 
and if I'm if I close my eyes and I put my hands on on your fist, I can feel that it's tight. Well, then I'm like, okay, what part of that fist do I need to release? So let's say, for example, the thumb feels tighter against the fist than, say, the pinky. So I'm going to head towards the thumb to get that to release first. And then it's like, okay, now that's relaxed. Now what's the next place I need to go to? So it's it's a similar idea with the cranial sacral therapy. Again, lightweight pressure. But when, when you place your hands and you have them in the right place with the, the gentle five grams worth of pressure, you can feel a difference in flow right to left. You can feel tension right to left on someone's body, on their neck, on their head. And mm. then as one side releases, then I may have to shift my hand, even if it's a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch, I may have to shift my hand because it's like this area of the body now feels more relaxed, but now if I move my hand up slightly higher or slightly lower on the neck, it might feel like there's a little more tension there. So that's my next area to go to. Well, we have a question. This is Diane. Mm -hmm. Checks in from Tampa, Florida. She says, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Can craniosacral therapy be helpful? Yes, it can. Hmm. Yes, it can. And the thing about fibromyalgia with a lot of my clients that had come in who have been diagnosed with that, sometimes the fibromyalgia pain is so bad in their body, it hurts them to put clothes on. That's how sensitive their nerves are. So if I'm a a massage practitioner, the last thing I want to do is aggravate that in the body. But if I go and I'm getting the cerebral spinal flow to even out, that puts the body into a more relaxed state. And again, the parent can take over and help calm down that sympathetic nervous system, which is part of the, um, for lack of a better term, aggravation, if you will, with the fibromyalgia. With what you offer people and your incredible background with massage and body therapy, a scale of one to 10, where would you put the importance of craniosacral therapy for helping the majority of people? Probably about a nine. <laughs> okay. Wow. There you go. <laughs> we get so busy. We get so stressed out in our days and, and we're saying next thing, next thing, next thing. Yep. We don't give the body an opportunity to just take a deep breath and, and cranial sacral therapy helps it do that. I got to imagine it feels good too. Yes. Most people fall asleep while mm. cranial sacral therapies work. And that's fabulous because that tells me their body's getting into a resting state. It's like butterflies flying around your face when you're, you're working on them. That's, that's what I, you know, when we talk about just such a light pressure to work with somebody. Uh, fascinating talking about this today. And I'm glad we went down that road because it's, it's so beneficial, even more so that I've learned from you today, Evelyn. Uh, your website is imbtmassage.com, imbtmassage.com. And I know that you, you want to help everybody. And specifically, if you're in the Allen, Texas area, they can stop by or make an appointment. But if somebody has a question about any of the stuff we talked about, can they call you or reach out to you on the website? Oh, absolutely. Yes. All, all my information is out there The in my email. It's EvelynDavisMassage at gmail.com. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I'm happy to answer any questions. But please, if you send me an email, make sure you have an additional contact, a phone number, uh, because I've had people email me before and then the email bounced ah, okay. so, when I tried to reply. So gotcha. yeah, thank you for that. Well, yeah. thank you for, uh, for talking today about this. Um, again, I've heard it, 
heard it more recently, never had any idea how important this therapy is. So I'm glad we talked about it. And I appreciate it and look forward next time we talk again. Yes, thank you so much. And if they want more information, they can go to the Upledger website and it explains it all. He's the guy who invented it. Or imbtmassage.com. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.